Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Hey, She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunswick. And I am your co-host, not Dr. Kirby Brunswick. And you are on here two episodes in a row. No, not in a row. Didn't you do? No. Oh, yeah, because it was a date night last week. Mm-hmm. I'm sneaking my way in. Yeah. I'm going to take uh-huh. this thing over. Yeah. Yeah, this co-host thing is becoming a little uh, more frequent than... Than originally it's planned. all part of my plan. <laughs> yeah. To cut to a year from now, and it's just me talking about meditation and philosophy the entire time. <laughs> all right. Well, anyways, um, we said last week that we were going to be lazy and do a reprise. Is that what it's called? Throwback. I thought it was a reprise. Sure. Yeah. We're we're. Reprising the throwback. We're phoning it in and having you listen to an episode from what I think it's good that we're using an episode from a couple years ago because the listenership has grown so much. And as much as I would love to believe they went back to number 51 and listened straight from there or even better. hundred episodes. This is 187 and the episode count doesn't count the midweek bonus episodes and stuff that we've done through the years. So I'm guessing we're closer to like 195 to 200. So many episodes. It just keeps going forever. And ever and ever. <laughs> it's cool though. Like you have a, an interesting body of work. And I thought you were just going to leave it at body. You have an interesting body. Take that as you will. <laughs> no, you have, a, you have a big body of work that is something that, you know, a lot of people have learned and grown and talked to a lot of amazing people in their life, but so few people have it on record like that's cool to be able to go back and listen to yourself from years ago and i would literally never do that i know you wouldn't but maybe when you're old i don't think so oh my god i think it would be painful painful to go like okay kirby i have i just found it i found actual recordings of you talking to girls in bars at 21 years old do you want to watch that shit well, I wouldn't watch that. It's not. How is that the same thing? You <laughs> sharing same. your knowledge same. and talking about what you've learned and trying to help people. If you had a recording of me having a discussion on something I'm interested in, like business, philosophy, oh, religion, you, you'd want to listen my to 20s, your yeah, I would twenty year old self talk about politics. Yeah, I would be interested to oh, see how I've changed no. and grown. No, not me. Mm-mm. Uh, it's too shameful. I 
prefer only growth mindset going forward. It's a recurring theme with you. You just never want to revisit the past. Never. Nope, nope, nope. Um, so we are stuck here doing an intro, though, even though we are phoning it in. Well, you have to do a different intro. The, I mean, the when this episode originally aired, it was 2020. So I just listened to it. There was a lot about um, what was going on then. There was a lot about um, different stuff that we were offering at the time. What were we offering? Uh, Reels course. <laughs> so there's a full like five My minute God. segment on the Reels the course. $37 program that should have been $370 program. We had such good production value on oh, that. Like I remember so wanting to do such a good job, like shot it really professionally. I edited the crap out of that. We shot you from three angles and mm -hmm. I had cuts every five to seven seconds. Like that was an editing so job. Here was the main problem. Social media is not evergreen. So for those of you who are wanting to make a program, um, thinking about whether you will have to update it and reshoot it and edit it every six months as Instagram makes changes. This is something to think about. So like you can do it, but you might not want to put so much work into editing because also you want to consider your subject. And if your subject is someone who likes to change their hairstyle every six months, that can cause you real headaches. If it's the next real year headaches. <laughs> And you go, yeah, let's just reshoot that one scene because that one button changed. Also, your hair grew 19 inches <laughs> and changed colors. So I don't know what to do about that. Anyways. Anyways, yeah. So we were selling a Reels course. So don't get all excited. It's not available. Are you going to cut no, we're the not, intro? Yeah, I'm going to have Jacob cut the intro. Oh, okay. So you will have to go back to episode 50 if you want to hear the original. No, that's not. It was episode 80 something. But okay. I'm saying people okay. don't go back to. You're fucking with my intro here. Come on. Jeez Louise. <laughs> Ways. Uh, this year we are selling something though. Maybe. Maybe we are. Maybe if we're not. If there's any spots left, it's we been, literally the don't response know. has been amazing. So it is Tuesday that we're recording for this episode, releasing Sunday. And we might be full for the multi-passionate chiropractor program. Um, doesn't we're technically selling spots until the middle of January, but we bumped it from 20 to 24. That's because I messed up. Um, so part of the program is some small group strategy work um, every week. And I realized once we had sold 19, that like two groups of 10 seemed big. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like, if you're, if you need help and you need to bounce ideas off of each other, that gets to be an unwieldy group. Yeah, and I want everyone to feel like in that strategy call that they got to bring up the obstacles that were, you know, in implementing that program into their life. Um, and so then I'm like, well, shoot, now we have 19. So now we need to have three groups and seven to eight is the perfect sweet spot. Six is a little small. So now we have availability for 24. But mm -hmm. in the future, we may be already done. I don't know. It's hard to tell. We're at 21 right now. Yep. So, so check, check the Instagram, right? It's in your, we'll have a link in the show notes, but also if you just follow She Slays on Instagram, then click the link there, get on a call with Lauren and, uh, yeah, I've told, so I've had over 40 calls now and I have honestly told half of them mm -hmm. that I did not think it was a good fit. And that's why I really like doing the calls is I would love to not do the calls. I would love to, in a, like a idealistic world 
just not have to do them. But, but it's, yeah, it's they're so really essential. rewarding. Yeah. Because I then am really excited about the people who are. And then like the people who aren't, I'm really excited that they didn't waste their money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, that would have been the worst if someone would have signed up and then got into it and either didn't like your style or or didn't need the program or there, wasn't ready for the program. There are some people, though, that like I get on the call and I know they listen to the, the show and I'm like, do you like me? Are, like, there's no way that we would be friends in real life. I would drive you insane. Like, you know, some people are just a little more like analytical mm -hmm. and like... This is for all they still can still you can still be analytical and love me, but like in my mind, it is very obvious when you are this like ball of energy and like somebody you're talking to is just like, I'm just processing every part of you. Okay. And you know I was like, a... am I annoying? Am I annoying you right now? I'm totally annoying you, aren't I? And not that you guys are the same person, but it kind of reminds me of Tony too, of like how he is so knowledgeable but also in his speech pattern and stuff a little bit scatterbrained and a little bit like tony and i get each other oh i know you do but i'm saying it's the oh. same kind of thing of like if you're super like show me step a then step a1 then a2 then we'll move to b but reference a like if you are listening to a tony speech it's kind of just everywhere we are passionate and feelers did you bring up tony as like a smooth segue into px sponsoring and yeah. I just blew your cover. Yeah, it was a good segue. It was a really it good segue. Speaking of Tony, here, we'll just we'll just edit that part out. No, Jacob, no. you don't have to do that. <laughs> Speaking of Tony, uh, thank you to the Pediatric Experience for making this show possible. I will not bring up OnlyFans this week, although I did get it. He listens to every episode. Does he really? Yes, he Hi, does. Tony. And like quickly, like I will get harassed by him midday on Sunday if I put my foot in my mouth or made a fool of myself and apparently talking about OnlyFans when you're trying to recommend one of your or talk about one of your sponsors is not coach. well did you tell him that Sked sent us a gift I didn't tell him that Sked sent me a bottle of wine some of huh. our sponsors appreciate us Tony <laughs> Anyways, if you love the idea of serving more kids in clinic and you miss being a part of a community, because a lot of times in chiropractic, we can feel very isolated. And even as a chiropractor in a town, there are no other pediatric chiropractors around me. And so sometimes I feel like I'm going crazy. So I am a part of the pediatric experience community. I love their content. It is probably the best deal within chiropractic. Mm -hmm. So. And it's just good for like the ongoing through the year. There's always stuff. It just keeps you on top so of your game. So much content. So much. So we'll uh -huh. have that link below, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. We'll include that in show notes. Okay. So we have a slight update to our Christmas list. You want to do that or you want to do the listener highlight? What do you want to do? Let's do listener highlight quick and then we'll go to that. Okay. This is from Jana King 12 um, on Apple Podcasts. And it says, unafraid, real, and raw. Raw, that is the word I get used a lot. Mm -hmm. And I don't know whether to take it as a compliment. Take it as a compliment. Well, I can. Yeah. I know they mean it as one, but like I get in my head and then my like self-doubt and imposter syndrome starts There's going. There's enough polished people out and there. I'm like, the world does not ah. need another perfectly polished person. Right. 
I know. Okay. Anyways, unafraid, real and raw. And I mean it as a compliment. She didn't write that, but she meant that. I find myself listening to Dr. Lauren on those especially hard days, today being one of those days dealing with stuff unrelated to chiropractic. She has this way of speaking to my needs no matter which episode I listen to. I appreciate that she says what she is feeling and unafraid to say what probably most of us are thinking. I love that she keeps it real and raw. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Well, now I'm a little worried about Jenna. Well, I know. I, I was thinking the same thing. Like, Should... I'll find her on Instagram. I'll find her on the gram. Jana, are you okay? Yeah. This is can, not in chiropractic. We can talk about stuff we, unrelated to chiropractic. We're here to help. We know that there's a shit storm inside of chiropractic if you're in chiropractic. So outside, it just keeps adding up. Mm -hmm. it just keeps on adding. So, okay. Well, don't worry, people. I'm going to find Jana if that's her real name mm. and say, thank you. But are you okay? You're gonna have to Would go you like the to get other, coffee? You're going to have to go through the other 11 Jana Kings before you find her. She's, oh, because she's Jana King 12. Are you, are you the Jana are, King? Are you my Jana King? <laughs> um, Jana, if you want to come to Rice Lake and have coffee, we can do that. Poor Jana just like probably was constipated that day and was like, <laughs> dude, I didn't mean to make it a big thing. God damn it. Why don't we get more reviews? It's weird. Like people are... Do we roast our reviewers unintentionally? <laughs> we make fun of their names. We dig into their personal issues. We do, but we care. We care. I don't think anyone would say we don't care. So send us your review and we will dissect it. We will analyze everything about it. And if you're wondering if this is what Kirby and I do elsewhere in our life, the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. Luckily, like all the time. Oh my God. I am a verbal processor. This is why having a podcast works really well. And we're 12 minutes into what should be a five minute intro. But it's Kirby actually okay. The, the body of the episode is actually shorter than some of our other episodes. So long intro, no problem. Oh, I don't want to like drag it out for. No, but we got don't. some stuff. To okay. Still okay. Discuss. Well, let's get to our stuff then. Let's okay. So stuff. this episode is our five favorite Christmas movies. Um, and at first we were like, oh, do we need to update it with movies that have come out in the past couple years? But when I looked them up, nothing would crack my top five. So there was 8-Bit Christmas, Jingle Jangle, A Christmas Story Christmas, that was this year, A Boy Called Christmas, Spirited, that's the Will Ferrell, um, Ryan Reynolds yeah. one that came out this year. And the and I included this, but it doesn't really need to be included because it's the series is the Santa Clauses, the new yeah. No so none of those, none yeah, of those, none of those top, five. top five. I did like Spirited though. And the I girls liked really liked Spirited. It. And it was, it was interesting. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like halfway through, I was like, what the hell is this movie? Um, but I liked it. Yeah, it was fun. I was nervous watching it with the girls because there is some strong allusions to sexual content, but. Oh my gosh. We have a 10 year old and I don't know what she knows. I don't either. We We're not going to talk about it right now because we don't know if she listens. Yeah. But like, Charlie, if you're listening, mom and dad are going to sit you down. We, we, we need to have a talk. Okay. <laughs> Sounds so formal. Okay. <laughs> so it's kind of an intro to this one. Um, we covered Christmas movies last time, but let's do kind of a rundown of some Christmas favorites. Okay. What is your single favorite Christmas song? Oh, okay. 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 I know this. Ooh, it's split. I have two. And okay. you have to let me have uh, two because it's my podcast and I make the rules. Um, they're both actually christian songs okay um the bells on christmas morning i heard the bells on christmas morning like the old one no by casting crowns okay oh it's good oh my gosh it just makes you want to cry and then lauren daigle See, this isn't fair you didn't tell me and i'm bad with names um lauren daigle's 
Oh, okay. You take yours. I'm gonna. I'll pull up the name. Uh, my fa- single favorite is Oh Holy Night. By. I like the Canadian tenors version. Mm. How cliche. If I had to pick a album, I think it would be Home for the Holidays by Anthony Hamilton. That was released a few years ago, but that's a solid one. Like, there's just there's some really good songs on there. Um, you know what sucks is I was really hoping you were gonna pick Carol of the Bells, so it was in here somewhere. Oh, like the <laughs> instrument. Yeah, ding, yeah, ding, just ding. like the, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, because I okay, so it's I heard the bells on Christmas Day, not okay. Christmas morning, by Casting Crowns. Um, no, I just it is, and like the one from Home Alone, like that. Just classic. Yep. Yeah. That is, okay, Light of the World by Lauren Daigle. Those are my two, and they're beautiful. I like it. All right. How about your favorite Christmas drink? Vuv. That's not a Christmas drink. All right. Put some, put some cranberries in there. Put a cranberry in there. Put a sprig of rosemary. Okay. Well, then I would say a Tom and Jerry. Okay. Are Tom and Jerry's a national thing? Do people know what they are? You know what's really funny? I think this is going to um, be new to this episode, but I think we had this conversation in the last one of this mm-hmm. where you asked if it was regional. I said I think, but I haven't gone back and researched it. But I, I'm guessing at least the fact that we put brandy in it, since like brandy is the state drink of Wisconsin, I think that might be regional at least. How do you handle Tom and Jerry's with your egg thing? Once again, a thing we discussed on the Damn. last intro. Uh, yeah, I have a mild egg allergy. Usually one, I'm okay, but I would not have several. I mean, there's a lot of sugar. I wouldn't have several anyways. But Yeah, that's true. Yeah, what's after, your favorite drink? Then? Um, I am playing around with one that I'm perfecting, but I had one the other day <laughs> that I liked. I love that you have this like secret life that I don't even know. When? When are you doing this? I had one the other day. You wanted something simple, and I made this, I think, your mom or Kendra were here and we were all having different things. And so it's like a Christmas Aperol spritz. Mm -hmm. So it's like a shot of Aperol, some like cranberry. There is, um, there's like some cranberry. If you have like just cranberry, um, canned cranberry, you can put it in there and mix it in and then sparkling wine. So Vouv. And then if you want to. Is Vouv actually champagne though? Uh, it might you might be. actually be allowed. I actually don't know, but you might be allowed one. to call it champagne I'm now. Just now, do the opposite. Oh God, you're gonna drive me nuts. Okay. <laughs> and then you can add a little club soda if you want. But then the cool kicker is, and I'm gonna make these today or tomorrow. You make ice cubes with fresh rosemary and whole cranberries in them, so they look really cool. And then also as they melt, you get like the rosemary scent coming through. You are one well-rounded individual. I would like Thank to you. say that. I love you. Okay, next. Um, what is your favorite Christmas book? There's no such thing. A Christmas Carol, maybe? Well, okay, first of all... The Bible? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, you're a real just Christian. Just throw me under the bus there. The know. Christmas Pig? <laughs> oh, that was a terrible book. We didn't even finish it. No, it was about like... It got so it. depressing. It got very depressing. Um, it was like J.R. Tolkien's Christmas book or something like that, right? No, um, who's the lady who wrote Harry Potter? It's not J.R. Tolkien? No. Who's that? J.K. Rowling. Oh, same. Like, you can see how I would. It's funny because one of the books that was in my running is a J.R.R. Tolkien book where he writes letters from Santa to his children. And they're very funny because it's like about the polar bears getting in fights with the elves and 
That's cute. Now, I don't have a favorite Christmas book. I don't know if you're noticing a pattern, but two years ago, I was in selling a course mode and this year I'm in selling a course mode. So I think I'm reading four books, one on taxes, one on profitability, one on systems, and then uh, Michael Perry's book because I love friends. So no time for Christmas. Matthew Perry. Gosh, I'm on fire today. Michael Perry is a local author in Wisconsin who's written several great books. Yeah. Um, well, one that you might want to consider is Preparing for Christmas by Richard Rohr. It's just daily little meditations, and they encourage you to read Bible verses, and then he has a cool take on it. Okay. Do you, Is it in the house? Yep. Okay. Put it on my desk. And if you want to laugh, you could read Holidays on Ice by David Sedaris. Oh, he's hilarious. That's okay. very funny. Okay. Um, favorite Christmas snack? <sighs> what? If you don't, if you can't tell, Kirby prepared these questions. Yours is going to be Braunschweiger, isn't it? No. <gasps> it's not. What is your favorite Christmas snack? Captain Crunch oh. Christmas Crunch. It is the single greatest cereal in the history <laughs> of the world, and they did not sell it at the supermarkets in our town. Don't worry, I checked them all. They did not sell it this year, Four, so I okay. ordered it on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone makes fun of me for it, but then as soon as it comes out, everyone wants a bowl. Do you remember the commercial for Oops All Berries? Vaguely, like they pulled the wrong switch or yeah. something. Oops All Berries. Um, I don't remember the, if they had a Christmas crunch one. Um, I think I'm I know this is like kind of cheating, but I think just like a meat and cheese board. I think that's I fair. It's more like around the holidays. A charcuterie board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for some reason, I think of like shrimp and cocktail sauce seems to come out a lot more around Christmas too, Definitely which I not enjoy. My favorite, but, but yeah, um, favorite Christmas tradition. Um, you go first. I think one that has just stayed around the longest, and I get the most longstanding, is the going and cutting down our own Christmas tree and decorating it with the girls. And this year, we got to do it double time because we have the big cabin Christmas tree too. I am going to say our seafood dinner that mm. we do. So we used to do it on the 23rd, like basically either the 23rd or the 24th, whatever night our family, just our family of four mm -hmm. um, is at home. We make a very fancy seafood dinner. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't actually, we weren't actually trying to do the Feast of Seven Fishes, right? No, but we're going to this year. Yeah. Feast yeah. of Seven Fishes. Is that an Italian thing? Is yeah, that what I we looked so. at? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know how we're going to incorporate Seven Fishes. Fishies? Fishies? <laughs> seven Fishies? Um, but wait, isn't there, isn't like a clam something yeah, else? Yeah, I think you can, a mollusk or whatever, but I think you can include it. I think so, because when I looked up some stuff, a lot of it was like scallops and and stuff. And so they're definitely not being specific about classifying fish. But anyways, and now we know Charlie does not have a food allergy. That's actually how we thought that our oldest might have um, an alert allergy to... Yeah, she her throat got itchy when she was eating yeah. crab or lobster. And yeah, we were like, oh, you should stop eating that. So I got her tested. Just dust is her only allergy. Yeah. Would you like to put her on Claritin? No, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Thank bro. You. All right. What's yours? Oh, you said it. Sorry, yeah. I was waiting for food. I got in like tradition, food, and then I was like, no, tell me about your favorite food, not snack, but we got it. We got it. Okay, so now we are on to the episode. Yep, you want to do a quick prayer? Yes, I would love to. All right. Dear God, thank you again for bringing us together and for this oh, time. Oh, wait, 
can we talk about last night? <laughs> I'm what? sorry, but you started praying to God and then it made me feel bad about our church date night. I think we need to talk about it. Hopefully no one from church is listening. Well, it's okay. It's okay. This is an honest conversation. We're not going to be mean about so it. I, so Kirby and I had our like meeting of what we want for our life next year, what we want to draw in, where are we going to focus, where are we going to put guardrails up so I don't get all like squirreled. And one of the things I said for our marriage is that I wanted a like I wanted us to deepen our spiritual connection with each other and God. Mm-hmm. And we just live in a town where there's not a lot of options for churches. Um, and I like our church because I'm very connected with like tr- uh, New Day Christian music. Like that is how I feel like the Holy Spirit moving through me is yeah. through music. Um, and so I love that. And we can't find that elsewhere. But like sometimes I just really feel like an outsider. So anyway, so they do these monthly events that we've been seeing. They're on Monday nights. I've never gone to one because I I'm not, I don't know. I'm lazy. Monday's your hardest day. And so I told Kirby that they had this Christmas one and I wanted us to go. And like a week ago, I set up a babysitter. And last night we're literally both in sweatpants at 6.15 watching The Grinch with our kids. And coming up the door, Kirby's like, did you get a babysitter tonight? I'm like, ah, shit, we have to go to church. <laughs> so we're quickly taking off our sweatpants, putting on not in the normal people room, clothes. Like going to, yeah, yeah, not in front of our babysitter. To get to church, so we. And rush I'm thinking there. it's going to be like loud Christian Christmas music with like. And I guess if, if and I had band. an expectation in my mind, I thought it was going to be like quiet music and reflection with like candlelight, but like still just like. Dim lights, yeah. Sit here, enjoy. Feel. Let us remind you of the season. Yeah, not what it was. No, it was. I mean, it was. It still, was for a certain group. Yeah, that's in, for in sure. its own right. Yeah, we there just was, weren't. There was like scripture reading, then walking around the building and praying for the members of the church and praying the different the parts of the church and praying for the weather, which praying over the invitations. Yep, making we hopefully that there's about. a good enough turnout for the Christmas services, um, and then we did do. Uh, candlelight. I liked that prayer part that I liked. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was it was definitely not what I was expecting. I did find some peace in that there was like a fifteen minute section where we're supposed to be walking around, and I sat in a chair in the back and did like a loving kindness meditation, which I found really helpful. I but... just feel like so like I don't fit in anywhere. That's fine. Jesus didn't fit in. Oh, I know. Honestly, I know. like that's one of my biggest problem with all churches is that. Jesus spent his entire life railing against formalized rule-based religion. So. Wow. Anyways, Brunswick's are like, oh, for two on date nights. I'll plan the next one. Please do. You nine. Are you going to actually do it though? Sure. Okay. We're going to hold him accountable. Sure means yes. (laughs) Okay. Now you can pray. Now that I have confessed my sins publicly, that I'm a cynical asshole Christian. I'm not judging them. Dear God, sorry about her. Yeah, I wasn't judging that. I just feel like there's something wrong with me because I'm like, ooh, I'm not like that. All right, go ahead. I I promise. Yep. Mm -hmm. Eyes closed. Dear God, thank you for bringing us together again. And thank you for this time of season. Help us to remember uh, the spirit and the nature of your son and what we're, why we're celebrating him, what what his message was. It's um, let us not be too focused on the, uh, 
the trappings and and issues of the season and and not even if we're thinking about you um and Jesus be thinking about just the little baby Jesus but the message that made Jesus Jesus uh help us to connect with each other help us to find you anywhere and everywhere help us to treat the poor and the downtrodden and the outcast um the same and if not better um than all the people that is easy to do so Help us to focus on you this season and focus on each other. In your name we pray. Amen. And last night when they said, baby Jesus, did Will Ferrell eight pounds, seven ounces go oh, through yeah. your head? Okay. I snickered and I like tried making eye contact with you and you were like serious mode. I'm like, oh, I'm broken. <laughs> All right. So here is last year's episode. Two years ago. Two years ago's episode on our five favorite Christmas movies. And we debate. And I'd also love to hear because I'm not going to listen to it. Do you like, do you think Kirby and I have better banter now or back then? How are we doing as a marriage? Should we get a divorce? <laughs> <laughs> we'll put up a Twitter poll and we'll abide by the results. <laughs> All right. Merry Christmas. Merry See Christmas. Hi, friends. I wanted to take a quick break from the episode to make sure you all know about the cool stuff we have happening over on Patreon. This is a platform where I can offer you extra content, behind the scenes interviews, quick trainings, and exclusive trainings answering your exact question live, back to back with me. It's a way for me to more directly interact with you and post some fun things that would never be in the normal weekly episodes. To check out what we're doing and to sign up, click the link in the show notes. Hey, She Slayers, so many of you connect with my story as a chiropractor because I started all wrong. Years into practice, I had to completely turn it around from being an insurance and pain-based model to a thriving subluxation-based cash practice. I have a lot of ways that that happened, but I am not exaggerating when I say the number one thing I changed was adding CLA's Insight scanning technology. The Insight helped grow our practice from 300 people a week to over 500 a week in the course of one year, purely by showing objective findings and providing reports to patients. So many docs I talk to struggle to communicate the why behind a care plan when the patient's pain goes away in a few visits. They struggle to keep patients after insurance stops paying. They don't know how to explain why a kid benefits from chiropractic care, even though they have no symptoms. They don't do progress exams because what am I going to do to show the patient progress? I am telling you every single thing I just said, my answer to the doc is, are you using insight scanning technology in your clinic yet? Because it's the solution to all of those issues. If you have questions, the staff at CLA is absolutely incredible and will help answer those questions and help implement this big change into your practice. Click the link below in the show notes as She Slays listeners get preferred pricing and hundreds of dollars off their purchase. Hey, She Slayers. When I first started practice, I thought I needed to dress a certain way for patients to trust me, and I spent hours trying to design communication and marketing materials that worked. After 12 years of practice, here's a couple things I've learned. One, I don't have to wear dress pants and button-ups for a patient to take me seriously. And two, why recreate the wheel when a design professional has already done all the work for me? Well-Aligned offers solutions in both of these categories, 
They have the coolest and most comfy chiropractic shirts that will showcase your personality as well as beautifully designed communication and marketing tools to help drive new patients, get more referrals, and gain better retention in your practice. From the best chiropractic apparel to modern patient education materials, Well Aligned has you covered. All She Slayers get 10% off plus free shipping on orders of $75 or more with promo code SHESLAYS. Visit www.wellaligned.com to save. So let's debate. Top five Christmas movies. First, should we talk about things that we don't like so people aren't like waiting for their favorite one? Because like, I feel like there's some stuff I... One of the things I hate is when people go like, what's oh. the best Christmas movie of all time? And then someone goes, die, die hard. Go F, F you. Yeah. Not a Christmas movie. Just because it takes place during Christmas or there's like a tiny little element. Christmas well, is not the focus like, of the movie. Or they'll say like released during Christmas. Yeah. Like, no. like that, Gremlins, like, no. Doesn't count. Like the movie is not about Christmas. Right. Like, so mm, I just get mad. I'm going to get I mad. I know. Yeah. Like, you're on a soapbox. Like, it's the other thing that I, I don't do, I know personally other people do like, but I don't do like the scary Christmas movie, like Krampus. Have you ever heard of that? No. Like Adam Scott, I think is in it. No. But like, I don't, I want to feel good during Christmas. So those aren't gonna. Well, you know, what's hard is like, so love actually didn't make it onto my list or the holidays, mm-hmm. but like right, the holiday. Oh, the holiday. Yeah. Yeah. With Cameron Diaz. Yeah. But I do really like those. And there is like some like adultery and there's That's why like... they didn't make my list. Cause I like, I like complicated. Again, they didn't make my list. Yeah. We haven't watched that. I like complicated movies normally. And I, I like a good storyline, but like when it's Christmas time, I don't like to be confronted with like really difficult emotions or sadness. I mean, you do know that tiny Tim like I think dies. <laughs> in he does or he doesn't depending on scrooge's actions i know well i mean i, I guess that's heavy one of uh, some of my and ones you know that like some people try and murder an eight-year-old in home alone <laughs> so like where your gray line is yeah um, i think it's that issue of, i i think i don't like adultery in my christmas movies okay that's fair that's probably a statement is fair. that's the pull quote from this episode. <laughs> i definitely don't like adultery in my christmas okay so I'll go first with number five. Or did you have any more no, let's, qualifiers? No, let's do, let's start with number five. Okay. So my number five is the Christmas Chronicles. It I, also made my list. But not number five? Not number five. Oh, you like it more than me. I'm interested. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I. So who are the people in that? So it is Kurt Russell and some kids. Yeah. We don't need to like, but yeah, it's the Kurt Russell and his wife, um, Who's his wife? Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn. Thank you. If you haven't seen it, it's great. And they came out with a second one. So I didn't love the second one. I thought the second one, none, no sequels actually made my top list. And you yeah, don't need to mine. share, but like, yeah, I, I thought it was great though. I would definitely watch it again next year, but. Yeah. And the girls like it. They call it the one where Santa goes to jail. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's just a really fun, it's a fun take on Santa Claus. That's like him as not i think i like goldie hans I, like i think that might be my favorite part of it is that goldie han is and i did like this in the second oh, one you gotta, you gotta give a spoiler han. thing too though if people haven't watched it well she's oh not my gosh it's a christmas movie all right spoiler alert santa claus has a wife um 
<laughs> so I did like a lot in the second one that they continued Goldie Hawn's character and she was not like this fat, frumpy um, woman who just makes cookies. Like she was healthy and opinionated and I liked it. Yeah. I like myself a healthy, opinionated woman. And the elves in that movie are great. You and the kids like they that impersonation of the elves. They are, they're funny. They're like little Norwegian. It's not, it's not how I think of elves. It's not how I think of elves necessarily either, but we can, We'll talk about that because my movie gets, okay, what's your number five? My number five is actually not a full length movie, but okay. like a 25 minute uh, adaption for TV thing. Mickey's version of the Christmas Carol. Like you are Disney such watch. an old soul. I love you so much. I loved it as a kid. I like that it's simple enough and not so scary, like as the Jim Carrey one. Oh. Like we watched that while our kids were like having quiet time the other day away from us because you can't watch the. You Jim can't watch that with a kid. Who did like they make Robert that Robert Zemeckis or whatever's who made it? But yeah, I we I think two or three at least three times during the movie, we looked at each other and started laughing and went again. Who is this for? It is terrifying. Like the kids under the robe. Oh, like, God. The, the super scary, like skin details on people with like acne and pox. And it, it's it's a bit extra. It's extra. But that's not your number five. You like Mickey. I like the Mickey one. And I like uh, the. So the Christmas oh. Carol. So the one with Tiny Tim. Yep. Yeah. Tiny Tim potentially dies. But he doesn't. But he doesn't. But for a moment, you thought he loves might. him. Okay. You number four? My oh, number four? Yeah, go ahead. My number four is Elf. Elf is my number two. Oh, okay. It's, yeah. it's just and I, so It good. almost fought out for number one, to be honest. Like, I go back and forth, but Elf. And we were watching uh, the Christmas movies that made us. Yeah, on Netflix. That's fun. It's definitely worth a watch. Um, super fun and interesting to hear the different ways that movie uh -huh. almost didn't get made. And who... Will Ferrell, like, they didn't like that they had chosen Will Ferrell. And like this nuts. movie, I don't want to say launched Will Ferrell, like SNL, but like it be made Will Ferrell like a, a highly considered actor. Yeah. Yeah. I think what did they say? Originally, they didn't when the when they said they got Will Ferrell to do it, the studio wasn't happy. And who were they originally going to have do it that like the writer said, like, nope, I'll wait. I don't remember. I, I don't think they had someone else attached to it originally, but it's so funny to think of anyone other than him. I mean, he's just so perfect. Yeah. I, um, so that is my, how I picture elves is from elf, not Will Ferrell. Yeah. Um, but. Well, he's a human dressed as an elf. Correct. I'm saying how the elves are in, in when elf at the North Pole. Yep. Is how I, how I think elves are. So. Cool. There we go. I was going to make a forced perspective joke, but I figured it wasn't going to land because that's how they shot those to make them look smaller. Like they were all in the same room. Yeah. They were just farther back. Okay. I did. This yeah. cool. I liked the magic of thinking that they found elves. But now you just ruined <laughs> no, the... Sorry about that. <laughs> okay. My... Oh, by the way, eight pounds, six ounces. Is oh, so close. How heavy baby Jesus was predicted in Talladega Nights. Um, my number four is National Lampoons. That one didn't make my list. I do love it, though. Would it have... Like, if you had a sixth spot, would it, like, have been six or, like, only in the top ten? 
Definitely top 10. I'm trying to think of, I didn't make a full top 10, but no. it, it would have been definitely in the running for six because we watch it every year. I always remember That's watching nice. it every year. We, we watched it with our kids, which, you know, we only have to fast forward through that one like weird naked lady scene. We probably should fast forward through the weird like him saying his wife is dead scene buying lingerie from the woman yep that's that's a big part of it <laughs> there's just some stuff that you have to you don't realize too how much stuff goes over their head for now yeah. like i think the next couple of years are going to be when it charlie starts no, to pick up i on think things. it's going to be a lot longer you think so yeah i oh, really Charlie's really do very clever but... yeah well anyways that's my four and yeah i like that one that's a good one very quotable. And we did, I like the, that it can spawn theme parties too. We did a yeah. theme party oh, a couple years ago. Parties. Yeah, that was nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, my number three? Yep. The Santa Claus one. That is. Did that not make your list either? None of the Santa Claus. What the H is on your list? Well, How my... does. So I've got Mickey's Christmas Carol. I've got Elf. And number three was Christmas Chronicles. Okay. All right. I mean, the it, Mickey one. Actually, you know what? Santa Claus probably would have been my six. I like that better than oh, the National so Lampoon's. good. Tim Allen's just great. And the first one. Like, now, I do think that they do a great second and third. Yeah. But I don't even know. I like elements of <laughs> elements of two. Two is the one where he's getting, getting married, right? Right. The toss across joke is still so great it, it, yep yep it is there's some good um the third one you know like with anything the second one was better than the third yeah like but the first one is really good i get frustrated in the third one because it's the one where her parents come up and they're just so rude like it's literally christmas eve day and she they're getting mad at him because he's like too busy to decorate the tree first of all who are these people who decorate their tree on christmas eve yeah like, i hate when movies santa do that. and you're decorating yeah that that oh. didn't make any sense and well i mean in the parents defense they think he's just a factory owner of a toy shop who's like neglecting his pregnant wife on her almost near a due date on christmas but if you're the owner of a toy shop he, he you know yeah or of a factory, I guess. So, anyway, so I would also like to say that that is a soapbox of mine that I do not like when they pretend or like when they show a family decorating the Christmas tree, like the on Christmas Eve. Like, what are you doing? You missed out on so much joy. You should decorate that tree in November. Yeah, we get our tree like early mid November. Yeah, you would get it in October if, I, if I could. Of course I would. You know what's a weird thing with what? the Santa Claus? So, think about this. I read about this a long time ago and I haven't thought about it until this moment. So Santa Claus falls off the roof. Yes. And by the time Tim Allen gets to the North Pole, like they're already like ready for him and explaining to him that he's the Santa Claus. But in the Santa Claus 2, there's a clause that says you have to be married to be Santa Claus. So let's assume that the Santa in Santa 1 had a wife. He died and these elves shipped her off <gasps> by the time the oh new guy gosh. flew home. I never thought about that. What, what happens happened to Mrs. To Mrs. Claus? Claus? <gasps> That's a really interesting point. Bye, bitch. <laughs> you got to get out. See, in this, and Goldie like, Hunt would never have allowed she that. Would never. She would have been like, no, I am Santa now. Yeah. Kind of like a Noel twist, which I do like that movie a lot, but it's, it's not good. top five, really. 
Yeah, I wouldn't even say it's top ten, but like, yeah, I don't think I, so. I haven't watched it, but like, I would have watched it if you guys hadn't watched it without me. So, mm. all right, are you to your number three? I'm. Uh, my oh. three was Christmas Chronicles. Yes. So my number two, It's a Wonderful Life. I mean, I'm glad it's on your list because I think we would get hate mail if it wasn't on one of our lists. But meh. it's good. It's fine. It's a beautiful story. Okay, actually, is it really that good? Because is didn't it not? I'm speaking out of my butt a little yep, bit here. So hopefully, you're right. like the first time <laughs> they released it, it didn't do well. Didn't become famous until they like. No, it, from what I remember, it got played all the time because it was easy to get the rights to it because it had failed. So like some syndication deal made it super cheap to air. So it aired all the time. Right. And then people just got used to it because it was always playing. But I mean, Jimmy Stewart's a classic actor. It's a great story. I, it's I long. love it. It's, it's fun, though. It, it could be edited. The down. dancing scene with the pool opening up and. Yeah, so I mean, pedals. I think I, I'm seeing a trend and I think I know what your number one is. And okay. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, it's fine. I save it. It's my stepdad's favorite movie. So I'm sure we'll watch it on Christmas Eve. You know, you know what didn't I, I know this did not is you not your number one um, and didn't make my list either is um, a Christmas the, story, a Christmas story. I never got super into that. I, I like it. It's fine. I know people who like literally watch it on repeat on Christmas. I just never was that person. It, I think I've never sat down and watched it to beginning beginning to end because they play it on repeat. So on Christmas Day, I'll sit down and be like, oh, Christmas story. And I'll watch it. But knowing that, like, you know, then we'll go sledding or something. I'll be like, oh, I can just watch the rest of this later. But I never like... Yeah. So I don't know. I would actually like to sit down and watch it from beginning to end because I don't think I've ever done it. I'm sure there are tons of parts of that. And it's a good movie. Yeah. It should be in our top 10, but it is not. It's just not my style. Oh, you know, it was terrible. The uh, remember when was it ABC was trying to do like those live TV shows mm-hmm. and they tried to do that one. That was weird. Yeah. All, All of those were weird. were weird. The Peter Pan one was weird. Was yeah. Like, yeah. But we're not like theater people. Yeah. No, they felt like. Like, I like theater sometimes when I'm at the theater, Mm -hmm. but not all the time. And so when you take theater and put it on TV, I'm just like, oh, I'm bored when I'm at the theater. So now that you put it. Well, you should take these cameras that you have and (laughs) turn this into a movie. Turn this into a movie with (laughs) editing and setting up different scenes. Okay. Speaking of which, uh, number two for me is Elf. Um, And we saw Elf the play. Which was boring and bad. I did not like it nearly as much. and yeah, I think, because it wasn't Will Ferrell. Yeah, it really suffered from comparison of like when you're expecting the kind of elf Will Ferrell is and the funniness that he brings. And then it's just like some little guy jumping around who is not Will Ferrell. Yep. So, yep. So two was elf. But that was a close, close call for me. What is your number one? Do you want to guess? What are we going through already? Are you even paying attention? I feel like it's going to be obvious as soon as you say it. Well, I'll guess yours then and give you time to actually get to know me. So yours is A White Christmas. Yeah, of course it is. Which we also saw a play. I liked the play actually of A White Christmas. I would do that again. I think it lends itself better to a play because it's 
naturally like it is a musical and so okay so a white christmas here's the deal i don't get it so these guys are like big time producers big time producers but there's a military aspect happening have you ever watched the movie most of the time i'm on instagram while you're watching it okay so it starts with they're actually in world war ii they're like on the front lines but it's christmas eve so they're doing like a show for their troop within their troop is bing crosby's character who is like a famous person before in like, the show yeah or in the movie he's yeah famous. he's already he like no goes to world war ii meets his partner who is played by danny k i always forget his name i had to write it down um and they like are just doing this show within their troop um they get attacked danny k saves bing crosby's life then when they get back so after like, the why war do they need all that it's a great, well, they I mean, need to show, like, like, how they got established, introduce the general. Like it's a wonderful life. It's like, I mean, you could just edit that. Like, okay. So anyways, they're friends. Yep. So they get back from the war. They start working together. They become big producers. That's how they meet the girls is they're checking out a show for... Sister, sister. See, you love it. It's a great movie. There's some great musical numbers. There's some really good dancing. There's the creepy spider lady. Okay, the creepy spider lady, though. Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. That... Her legs are... I mean, she invented the lack of thigh gap. Yeah, so Vera Ellen is her name. I looked it up. Um, yeah, she. it's the weirdest body ever. Well, I think ever. they do talk about that, like, she had body yeah. issues. So the I don't thing... want to shame her for no, being skinny. No, the thing I like, don't understand... she has understand... mental health. But yeah. she also might be a professional dancer... And then it's like, well, shoot. Well, that's what I didn't understand is how her legs could be so small, but like still be Strong. able to dance like that. Like it doesn't seem possible. It looks like you can see her bones and there's no muscle there, <laughs> yeah. but then like she can do all that, which is just nuts. Anyway, so they go to a resort and the resort is going to close down or something. COVID happened. <laughs> <laughs> yep. COVID. It's a story about COVID. So they go to the resort, which they find out is run by their old general. And it's oh, going to go broke. That's why they care so much about the resort is because he's general. Yep. And um, he has nothing to do because he even said he wanted to reenlist. But like, there's no place for an old guy in the army. And that's the ending song. And, you know, some of the ending songs about like, there's no place for a general. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful story. You should watch it sometime. But then they get all these people to come for the show. Yep. Okay. So they call up their old army buddies or they go on TV and like they call all the people who are like in their regiment or whatever. And everyone oh, goes up there okay. to like save them and pay respect to the general. And then in the end, it ends up snowing, too. So it works out for everyone. OK. That's good. I'm disappointed Home Alone didn't make it into your top five. I'm going to guess that's your number what one. What kind of monster are you? Like, I'm, I'm seriously, like, what? I really like Home Alone. Um, it's definitely top 10. So now we know, like, what's in my, like, 6 through 10 are right. involved Santa Claus. So anyways, Claus Home National. Alone, if you knew me, it is number one. I really like it. It's just not as much as these. Charlie didn't like it for the longest time because it's slapstick comedy. And, and yeah, she doesn't like people getting hurt. She was like, okay with it this year, though. Yeah, she was right. She also, like, cringes or, like, doesn't like whole sections of America's Funniest Home Videos because, like, which I don't like either when people are actually, when you're, like, <laughs> seeing it, you're like, that guy, that guy had to go to the hospital. I yeah. hope they win $10,000 to, like, cover that. 
Yeah, I find, I think one of the funniest parts of Home Alone is the cops just like, oh, you left someone, your kid at home. Like, there's a crazy lady. Like, they don't look into it. Like, yeah, there's a lot of really funny. Oh, and that the guys were going to murder the child. Yeah, they were about to, like, murder the child when the old guy hits him with a shovel. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> if you haven't watched this movie from 1992 or whatever. Yeah. I really like that aspect of the movie. Where Okay, another You're weird saying, part uh, of the movie. The old guy? The or? old guy. Um, another weird part of the movie is that on Christmas Eve mm-hmm. at 8 p.m., because um, it's like it's late because he runs mm. home to quick heat up mac and cheese and like set all the traps. So it's like 7 or 8 p.m. I mean, it gets dark. It's... It, based in chicago so it's dark at you know 4 45 and okay late so December let's say in chicago. it's 5 p.m okay. on christmas eve the kids are in full robes so they're doing like a dress rehearsal at 5 p.m on christmas eve for their christmas day show the next day and nobody's there watching it all the parents are like gone yeah there's like eight people in the pews yeah so he's there but i do really like that moment i like the musical aspect of that moment yeah and you the know, whole score just, for the yeah the the music of that movie is really good. Yes, and yeah, I just think that it's a really nice moment where he realizes that, you know, he's an old guy, but he's not scary. Now, what they did in number two with the SNL skit? Oh my god! <laughs> oh, um. Anyways, in number two with the homeless the bird, bird lady, lady, that was. I'm not a fan of the bird lady quite as much. Yeah, that was a bit weird. Well, it's funny, like when you watch them close together like how many of like they were just like let's take the exact formula for yeah. one and just be like boom 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 gosh yeah so so yeah so there we go there we have it our our top five christmas movies that's pretty good yeah so i hope that you guys had a wonderful christmas and um oh wait we got to do like a speed round of speed like round. little extra heck? i want to know so what's your favorite rendition of the grinch um, the new cartoon one. This one, me too. Um, favorite version of A Christmas Carol. I looked up, there are at least 21 versions You're of A Christmas Carol. So like there's... Well, the famous, yours is the Mickey one. Yeah, the Mickey one is great. The Robert Zemeckis, Jim Carrey one. Um, there's Muppets. There's the Patrick Stewart, like classic one. Uh, I think they counted Scrooged, uh, the Bill Murray like adaptation mm-hmm. and then there's just like a bunch of different cartoon and old ones from like even as early as like the 30s hmm. so what's your favorite i don't know i guess i guess mickey <laughs> you just don't f with christmas Carol. no i mean i i'm glad we watched the jim carrey one but it, like it bothers me how creepy it is so i guess i'd say mickey it's really creepy i don't think the girls have even seen the muppet one and i haven't seen oh, that in years that's because it's annoying oh i think it's funny why why is it in your top 10 (laughs) you were just really mad that i didn't pick home alone (laughs) i mean a little i think who was it family guy made fun of uh home alone of like a version of home alone with competent robbers and they like walk inside and he like steps on a car and doesn't fall down because you wouldn't fall down if you stepped on a car and he goes like hey mar watch out there's uh cars on the floor there Yeah. And the other guy's like, yeah, the doorknob was hot, uh, but I just let go of it. I didn't hold on to it. <laughs> I didn't hold on for it for 10 seconds, so. Oh, okay. Um, favorite Miracle on 34th Street, old one or newer one? Wait, 
There's like an old, old classic one. And by newer one, do you mean the one with the girl from Matilda? Yes. Okay, well, definitely the newer one. Okay, and that then follow-up question. How old is that? Is the star of that, is the male lead of that Dermot Mulrooney or Dylan McDermott? Oh, Dylan McDermott. You're right. Yes. Good job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mulrooney is in My Best Friend's Wedding, right? I believe so, yes. Okay. What's your favorite? I. It's funny because I think the newer one is cheesier, but I do like the newer one too. I don't know why. I don't know if it's just like when I watched it first or whatever but like i'm connected to that movie more yeah, i like it is that the last year's speed round that's all i got all right now can i say goodbye to people mm, sure <laughs> this is the last episode of 2020 yep i'm sure next i'm sure next by next episode everything's going to be different everything's going to turn around it's going to be totally fine yep okay everyone thank you honestly truly thank you for the support of this podcast i didn't i don't have a prepared speech because i didn't even realize like that this is the last episode, but like, thank you to everyone who listens and thank you to everyone who shares and everyone who sends sweet messages and funny DMs. Like we appreciate you a ton because I would have, if this wasn't successful, like if this, we didn't get the amount of listeners, I would have quit this a long time ago. <laughs> Next. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a seven in me. All right. Well, so, you know, thanks for making it successful. What so we beautiful keep holiday it, so. sentiment. <laughs> Keep validating me, otherwise I'll quit. Okay, well, you say something nice. <laughs> I, I think you were really good where you were of like, thank you for listening. This has meant a lot. The participation and hearing from people that the work that you're doing and that we're doing is helpful to them is really touching and makes it all worthwhile. And I would love to hear people's favorite Christmas movies too. Oh, yeah. And why they think we're wrong or if they knew other interesting things about the movies we picked. Mm -hmm. I always like reading that stuff. Oh, so. yeah. All righty. So send us a message. All right. Well, Merry 2020 and Merry Christmas and um, see you next year. Merry Christmas. Hey, She Slayers. Are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast, and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. <laughs>